Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. Okay, 2021, we're done with the offer to try it out for the first month free, and we're totally ready to cancel the whole subscription. From now on, let's just tiptoe quietly into the rest of the year and get cozy with a couple of ghost stories. From family members visiting after passing on, to trickster devils, here are five stories to keep you awake tonight. Okay, ready to get spooked? Our first story comes from Current Life 7496, whose innocent sleepover attracted an extra guest from beyond the grave. About three years ago, I had my current best friend over for the first time, so I was about 14 at the time. We'll call my friend Roxy. It was a Friday or Saturday, and we were getting ready to go to bed. But at the time, I had really bad insomnia. We were going to be sleeping in the living room, right by the kitchen and my parents' room. 
We were watching movies or listening to music. I can't really remember what we were doing at the time. But we heard in the kitchen, in the cabinet with our cups, we heard three knocks, one louder than the other. Now, before anyone says it could have been a family member, it wasn't because we can see the whole kitchen from where we were and no one was in there. We obviously got freaked out after hearing the knocks, but I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until she went to bed that things escalated. I was reading a book on my phone when I heard three knocks again in the same place. I got freaked out, but again, didn't pay much mind because I was half asleep. That night, I also saw a pitch black figure walk into the kitchen and it didn't leave the kitchen for about half an hour later. But I can say what the figure was doing cause I thought it was my brother at the time. So I acted like I was reading and paid no mind to it till I had a feeling it was looking back at me and I saw it walking back towards my and my brother's rooms. And I can say it couldn't have been my brother cause we had quite a bit of light in the living room cause the dark freaked me out. It wasn't until the next morning that we started connecting the dots that this was a spirit. The next morning, I remembered everything and told Roxy. This is when my dog started acting weird. I have a Boston Terrier Jack Russell and a German Shepherd, both very hyper dogs. When I was telling Roxy what happened, the dogs went completely calm and stared at this particular corner and wouldn't look away from it. We even tried getting them hyper to no avail. So I walked over there to see if a mouse or something was there, but there was nothing. And when I walked towards the kitchen to get something to drink, my dogs just stared at me as if I just hurt them by stepping on their tail when I didn't. They did the exact same thing when Roxy went to that corner and walked away. We got so freaked out, we locked the dogs up in the laundry room. I really believe this was paranormal because when I was younger, I remember seeing a shadow in my room, walking along my walls as if someone was outside, but no one was. Then another experience was when I was in complete silence in my room and the house was quiet, no one was home, and my Siri activated, but I never held the home button down or said, hey Siri. So I waited to see what would happen and something told my Siri to go to my photo gallery where pics of my past relatives are. I think that one was more of a sign my grandpa or aunt was okay. I'll be honest, current life. The dark figure looming in your kitchen for nearly an hour spooked me out until you brought up the prior experience with your phone Siri. I think you might be right. Your grandpa or aunt could be letting you know that they're okay and are always keeping you safe, even during the nights you have insomnia. Our next story comes from Terry R., who screamed at God and danced with the devil. My sister passed away in 2015. She was on life support for a couple of weeks and didn't have any brain function, so we let her go. 
I was so angry and distraught that I cursed God. I've always believed in God. Everyone is entitled to their own beliefs. I will never bash anyone or shove God down their throat. This was just my belief in my heart. I cursed God. I told him I wasn't following him anymore. I didn't believe in him anymore, and if he was real, he wasn't anyone I wanted to worship or pray to. I renounced him in my heart, and I meant it. No sooner were these words out of my mouth that I felt everything change. Immediately and suddenly, like a switch. Boom. I just felt the energy around me totally change. I left my uncle's and was walking to my grandma's maybe 300 yards away. It was winter and dark. Walking to my grandma's, I could hear something walking behind me. I could hear the snow crunching. My tracks were the only tracks left. It spooked me and I ran to my grandma's. That night, I began to have sleep paralysis. I woke up that night and I couldn't move. I could only look around. The TV was on and casted a light in the room. I couldn't see anything, but I could sense something. Something was there, and it wasn't good. And I fought like hell to wake up. This went on almost nightly for two months. I would wake up and sense something. Eventually, it turned into seeing this super tall shadow dude in the corner. Every time this happened, it would progressively get closer. One night, I woke up and sensed that feeling, and on the right of me, standing over top of me, was a shadow man. So tall, he stretched across the ceiling, like he has to slouch to stand in my room. I would try so hard to wake up, to scream or kick or anything. I got so bad I was afraid to sleep at night. I knew what would happen. I would have experiences where I would see the shadow man and fight to wake up. I would then wake up and get out of bed to go into the kitchen for a drink, and I would sense that energy again, behind me, and I would fight, fight, fight to just wake up in bed again. It was like I never really woke up the first time, like I was dreaming in a dream. The last time I saw the shadow, I woke up to see him in the hallway outside my door. He crouched to walk into my room and stepped onto my bed like a stair. He walked on my bed to stand over top of me. I was fighting like hell to wake up. I woke up, and I was too afraid to go back to sleep. The last time I felt that energy, I was dreaming. I had a dream of my own sister. We were in my bathroom with the door shut and the lights on. I could see my own reflection and my sister's in the mirror. It felt so real. This was the only dream I have had of my sister. And she was just standing with me and I felt that energy again. Right outside the bathroom door. And I tried to say, go away, get out. But I couldn't say anything. I couldn't speak and my sister said, it's okay dude. And she put her hand on my shoulder and said, Go away. And when she said it, I could start to say, Go away. Real quiet. And I spoke that over and over, gaining volume each time, until I was screaming, Go away. And I felt the energy leave. My sister hugged me, and I woke up. 
That was literally the last time I ever experienced the Shadow Man. I don't have any doubt I invited something very evil into my world. It was slowly coming for my soul, and my sister saved me. Terry, I'm so sorry you and your family had to make that difficult decision for your sister. Unfortunately, I know exactly how that feels, and my heart breaks for you and your family. The shadow man inching closer to you every night gave me the creeps, but I'm extremely glad your sister was ultimately there to protect you, like she undoubtedly protected you in life. Hockey Girl 7788 brings us our next story about a dream so vivid it might have been real. I was five years old at the time and sharing a room with my sister, who was seven. My dream began with my sister crying in my mom's arms, saying she kept hearing knocking on our window. We lived on the second floor, so the only way a human could be knocking on the window would be with a tall ladder or throwing some pebbles. My mom insisted to her that there was nothing there, and she wasn't even hearing any sort of knocking sound. As I recall, I went to the window and saw my version of the devil, who portrayed himself in a cartoonish way. Basically, as any five-year-old who went to a Catholic preschool would imagine the devil to look like. He asked me to play a game with him, and told me he would show me a series of images that I had to identify as happy or sad. The first image was a rainbow, so I said, happy. The next image was a man crying so I said sad. The final image was the sun with a smiley face on it. One of the most basic things I knew of the devil at the time was that he liked to trick, so I said sad. I'm assuming that was the correct answer, because after my response of that image, he got angry and disappeared. Right after that, I saw a little boy who was on the heavier side, right by our room door, and I walked to him. He told me he was cold, scared, and alone, and asked me to invite him in the room to sleep with my sister and I. I immediately said a phrase that my mom taught me when I was younger to get rid of any negative spirits. Why didn't I do this when I saw the devil outside my window? I have no idea. I was five. Due to my age, I did not really find any of these occurrences as scary. Though, if that happened now, I would probably poop myself. Once I said that, he disappeared and I went to sleep. I wondered why I had this dream as such a vivid memory, especially because I was so young when it had occurred. Turns out, my dream was a reality. My sister and mom told me it was a dream at the time so that I would not be scared. It was only two years ago that my mom told me the truth after my sister and I were debating on if this experience really happened or not. Granted, I could have been a kid with an overactive imagination, but the fact that my sister heard the knocking previously always made me think twice.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow, honky girl. Just wow. I would most definitely poop myself if I experienced this at any age. It's amazing how brave we are as kids, and I'm pretty sure that little boy at the door was probably the devil still trying to get into your room. So kudos to you for seeing right through that devil's trick. The next story is from Billy Milkstein, whose imaginary friend may not have been so imaginary. My mom and dad tried for years to have children, and the doctor told her she would not be able to have kids for reasons that we haven't talked about. So eventually, they adopted a four-year-old girl. About a decade later, they found out my mom was pregnant with twins. It was a miracle, but as time moved on, they came to find out it was only me and not twins anymore. I'm not sure what happened. I was kind of a loner growing up. My parents said that I had an imaginary friend named something along the lines of Todd, Tony, or Toby that I used to talk to. We lived in the same house until I was about seven. Then we moved down the road into a two-story house that was really creepy. My adopted sister claimed to see shadows in the night, creeping through the hallways. Her bedroom and mine were in the basement or bottom half of the house. I never slept down there because I was so scared. I usually slept on the couch upstairs or in my parents' bedroom. 
I forgot to mention the property the house was on had an Indian burial ground on the back of it. We lived there for about three years, and in that time, my sister moved out with her boyfriend. We ended up moving back into our old house up the road. Fast forward a year or two, I think I was 12 at the time, I never had been left home alone because my parents were very protective of me. But this one day in particular, my mom said I could stay home by myself if I wanted to. So anyways, my mom heads out to work and I'm laying on the couch with my head on the armrest playing some Star Wars Battlefront on the PlayStation Portable. All of a sudden, I get a weird feeling like I'm being watched, but it's not a super strong feeling. I keep playing until I finish the level, then it takes me to a black loading screen. That's when I see a red-haired kid about my age standing behind me, smiling from ear to ear with an enormous grin. I jumped up so fast and turned around. I yelled, who's there? Only to see nothing. I'm kind of panicking and trying to stay calm. I call my dad and tell him something weird is going on and I want him to come pick me up. Just as I hang up, I hear something slam against the wall in my bedroom, so I bolt it out the door. I go back into my room a few days later after I work up the courage, only to find that my computer monitor had been slammed into the wall, leaving a dent. It really weirded me out. Times passed and nothing else happened until about a year later when my adopted sister brings her toddler over. I'm playing RuneScape on my computer. My nephew keeps crawling into my room and getting into stuff and just generally annoying me. So I put him in the living room and go back to my room. I shut and lock the door. As I'm playing RuneScape about 20 minutes later, I hear faint mumbling next to me. I say, Chase, get out of my room. Only to remember that I had locked the door. It freaks me out, and I don't go back in there for a few days. No one believed me about the red-haired boy until years later. Back in 2019, my mom called me and said something weird happened last night. She said she was laying in bed and woke up in the middle of the night to an illuminated red-haired boy, maybe about my age, sticking his head and shoulders through her closed bedroom door, almost like he was floating through it. She said he was wearing a flannel shirt and looking at her, then disappeared. She still lives on the same property where I saw him. I still think about these events a lot, but I don't talk about it, because I don't think people I know are ready to hear about it. I've been very sensitive to the paranormal side of life my entire life. These are not my only experiences. I have experiences with orbs, missing time, my name being said when no one is present. My roommate once saw a tall white naked figure in the woods next to my house, and I have seen a UFO up close. My life has been very strange ever since I was a kid. I didn't ask for any of it. I'm not a drug addict, and I have not used any drugs during any of these experiences. I'm not on any medications. I'm just a normal guy that works and likes to spend time with my family and girlfriend. So, who was the red-haired boy? What does he want? Why is he here? 
Billy, I would have noped the heck out of there fast as you did if I were in those situations. But I'm also curious if your imaginary friend when you were younger was actually the redheaded kid from when you were older. If you find out who he is, let us know. Now, our final story comes from Black Cat 1206, who uncovered a chilling living history on their own childhood street. When we reached 10 years old, my cousin and I were allowed to play on the street just outside my auntie's house. There was a busy lane which ran down beside the side of the house where all the kids used to run up and down, kick a football around, rode their bikes, and generally messed around. I liked it because I had a long walkway to practice pushing my wheelchair without the danger of the main road, and my cousin, our friends, and I spent hours of fun running and wheeling up and down that lane. There was a funny little dead-end alley just leading off the lane, which always had a weird vibe around it. There was only one house at the end of the dead-end alley, as all the kids used to call it. The house was different from all the other houses around it. The others were bright, colorful, and cheerful, full of life with neighbors talking over the fences with one another, and always ready to tell us kids off for making too much row which is a typical slang term for noise in West London. The house down Dead End Alley was always dark. Even on sweltering hot summer days, it always seemed to have a gloom hanging over it, like a dark, ominous cloud. Obviously, we being merely 10 years old were banned by my mom and aunt from going anywhere near the alley, let alone the empty, abandoned house. Although my older cousin and his mates, who were 13, hung around the dead-end alley from time to time, with the sole purpose of frightening his little sister and me with horror stories about the house and its imaginary monstrous inhabitants. Having heard rumors about the dark history of the house, although not knowing anything concrete, the house had the dubious reputation as a haunted house. One typical summer's day, my cousin and I were playing in the lane with our friends. We kept hearing a baby cry. Now, in the middle of a council estate, it's not uncommon to hear a baby cry, so we paid no attention. However, as the afternoon wore on, the baby's cry became louder and constant, almost deliberate. That got our attention, and we all decided to investigate the noise, so we stopped playing and began to look around. To our horror, after searching for the route of the noise, we realized that the baby's cries were originating from the front garden of the Dead End Alley house. One of our friends who was slightly older said she would go nearer to have a look. We were all concerned by now as it seemed obvious to all present that it was a real baby who was in distress, but everyone present also pleaded with him not to do it. But he was, and still is, a very principled, moral person, and his conscience overcame him. We waited for ten minutes until he came back. He looked awful. His face was white as a sheet, and he looked physically shaken. He told us that he went into the garden, but there was no sign of a baby anywhere. His best mate asked him if he saw anything else, 
and just nodded and said, I don't want to talk about it. Nobody forced the issue. In fact, I think everyone was secretly relieved about it. We left very quickly and returned to the safety of home. Years after, my cousin and I were talking to her mom and she began to tell us about the history of the local area. The subject of the dead-end alley house came up. We were horrified by what my auntie told us. It still gives me chills talking about it now. In 1940, the area where their family lived was way more rougher than it was present day. Lots of domestic violence, gangs, prostitution, and unwed mothers. Also, a high pregnancy rate, which is to be expected in some ways, what with the war. Along with it came a fair percentage of unwanted babies. It turns out that house in Dead End Alley was a baby farm where women took their babies that they couldn't look after or didn't want to women or couples and for a fee, they would take these abandoned infants in and find good homes for them. It was said by the locals that the couple running the baby farm were quite an unsavory pair and there were rumors at the time of coercion and intimidation of young unwed mothers to give the awful couple their babies and neglect and abuse of their young charges. Then, the scandal was uncovered. In the 50s, my auntie doesn't know the full facts. The remains of several infant bodies were found in the front garden in a shed where the husband kept his gardening tools. The couple were obviously charged with murder and because of the number of remains discovered, they were put away for a long time. We don't really know what the truth is of what happened that hot summer's day long ago, but my cousin and I have our theories. My cousin still lives in the same house with her own family and my auntie, and every time my husband and I visit them, I still get the chills when passing by Dead End Alley, and our friend who went to look for the distressed baby who my cousin and I are still friends with, has never revealed what he saw in the garden of the Dead End Alley house. Okay, Black Cat, I am speechless. I can't believe you guys were able to corroborate a piece of history through a paranormal experience, albeit a sad one. It's shocking what used to happen to women and unwed mothers in the not-too-distant past and maybe even continues to this day. Tell your friend if he ever wants to anonymously tell us his side of the story. We're all very eager to hear. Well, that does it for this episode. If you'd like to submit your own personal spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. You can also email me at hauntedpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, Instagram at it's haunted what now, and on the stereo app at laneyvo or at hauntedpod.com. Production assistance provided by Aliyah Lopez. Writing assistance by Sherilyn Reyes. Audio engineering provided by Chez at Gray Multimedia. Producer for the show is Nico or Neeks at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. 
Did you hear that? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.